commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Grass Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your whole new show being that coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your segment rundown for March 19th, 2021. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, the news. All right. Thank you very much, Grex. Um, and uh, welcome to another week of Core World News. Um, I want to just throw out there that we are communicating all week long um, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Discord. We have a very robust Discord affiliation. Um, we saw a lot of nice uh, mentions about our coverage from last week on Twitter this past week, which is really cool. Um, but we love uh, talking to other Star Wars fans, so uh, get at us. But uh, anyways, this week uh, in the news, we've got a couple fun items. Just want to play around with some news stories here before we uh, get to the comics. Um, one is Disney Plus is adding, um, they're bringing uh, Genity uh, Tartarovsky's Star Wars Clone Wars animated series collection um, into the fold, like onto the streaming service yeah. in April, as well as some of those old 80s um, Ewoks live action things that were... Dismiss okay, those. Don't hey yeah. hey hey. And <laughs> battle for Endor. Those. I are, think I uh, had I had uh, nightmares as a yeah, kid. They were definitely frightening as a child. I must say. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Always fun to go back to to those movies and and just look at some of the extrapolations of you know what Star Wars set up and 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 what they did. I those those creatures that they ride on in Mandalorian are featured in those movies. Yeah. The, um, whatever they're called, those things from uh, Blurgs. Blurs, blurs. Yeah. They're in, yeah. I think, the yeah. second one. Yeah. You're right. They're in one of them. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's I'm excited. I mean, I said I'm excited. I don't know how fast I'll watch those, though. I think we absolutely need to do as a follow up to the uh holiday special uh <laughs> uh commentary track. I think we definitely need to do a couple commentary tracks for those where we can all get back in a room together. <laughs> all right. I'm in yeah. and I'm we're doing that. Um, I'm Maybe more interested in the, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm more interested in the Tartarovsky stuff because if um, his animation, this is the guy that did Samurai Jack, and these came out right uh, during the prequels when the the movies were coming out, um, and they're fantastic. And I, I think Filoni sort of did his essentially these um, two seasons of uh, Tartarovsky's Clone Wars sort of bookend um, the whole. Filoni's uh Clone Wars animated series um and and he kind of writes around it so there, there's a little bit of continuity displacement but I hope this means that they're I mean it doesn't really matter if they're canon or not they're fun and they're on Disney plus and we all get to watch them um I still have them on a digital video disc uh, <laughs> Me too. But, and the, these uh, I think yeah. predate the Clone Wars show and so I think yeah. that, that, that first foray into exploring the utter Rim sieges yeah. and the Clone Wars and I mean, I think we're all thinking it, but it's like it would it's the perfect material for a Disney Plus series. It's like it, yeah. I would love to go into the Outer Rim sieges and, and really go day by day with Jedi and, you know, um, the Republic leadership at that time. That'd be really, really interesting to see a show like that done, you know, with huge budget and uh, with, with, with all the best, you know, talent in the world working on it. It would be a really, yeah. really fun show. 
I will say though, this so I mean, we got two flavors of that kind of, right? We got Tartarovsky's version and Filoni's version. Filoni was very George Lucas story driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're following these stories and the development. This is core to really sort of getting your head around what Anakin Skywalker became in um, Revenge of the Sith. Right. But Tartarovsky's version is just making everyone look badass. It's like, like bananas. It's bananas. It's just making oh, yeah. Jedi look cool. It's like, and, and they're, they're hero tales. They're, they're heroic fables. Um, there's like, you know, like once upon under, a time, Mace Windu yeah. took out like a whole, like, you know, <laughs> battalion himself. And the scope and, is pretty epic. I, I it's, oh, it's one guy in a desert. It's almost Western yeah. inspired. That's beautiful. Pretty, yeah. There's yeah. a great clone right arc in there. Special spec force, like clones. Isn't um, there a Kit Visto? One, oh, yeah, great kid that one, yeah, that one's so I always think of that one when I think of the yeah. Tartarowski. Yeah, but they're like more like these are, you know, the trials. These are, are Herculean tales um, and Herculean trials and tales and like real myth. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love it for that. And um, if you haven't seen them, you're so in for so much fun. It's going to be great. Um, and also there's a little tie in here. We saw. We usually stay away from predicting what's going to happen in the comics or talking about rumors. We just sort of talk about the comics when they come out. Um, but we did see one that we have Avar Chris on a Rancor. We can talk about that or not. Yeah. But yep. Jedi on a Rancor. I'm just going to say that. Um, and then uh, we saw Dirge is coming back in um, for this battle uh, of the bounty hunters that's coming out soon. Yeah. A war of the bounty hunters. And, and, Sorry. And back to back to the Jedi on the Rancor. I mean. Well, isn't it in? Is, isn't there other legends material where people are riding raincores? Aren't aren't raincores like? Isn't isn't that a mode of transportation on on a planet? On, on like, I want to say like Drummond Kos or something. Like one of the planets from Legend, I feel like they are used as mounts for for transportation. But there were so a it's lot not the of first time. I don't think someone someone's ridden one, but it's cool. It's a cool callback, and I think what we're seeing now in in this new, you know. Uh, all this new material coming into the canon and, and the new material, the new comics and dirge return, return the comics as well as all these, these classic films coming to Disney plus. It's like, I think they are really embracing legends right now in a big way. And it, it yeah. makes me think they're either trying to familiarize the general audience with some of the legends characters before they jump into some Thrawn material that explores some of these yeah. characters and brings them in. And then you gain, you have at least some familiar familiarity with them. Or it's like, or they're just doing it as a tribute. I, I can't tell right now, but I, I right now it feels like a tribute. It feels like, hey, we just we have all this wonderful material. Let's bring it back to Disney Plus, and um, and let's also just show you know the, the the greater audience, you know what was going on in the '90s in the dark times between yep. you know original trilogy yeah. and the prequels. I mean, it's kind of genius, even though they probably some you know hardcore Legends fans, of which there are tons. Um, felt a little alienated when the the canon got sort of reset. Um, it, it would be real long hanging fruit to gain some new old fans by putting out legends material and canonizing some of this stuff because there's already a built in crowd for it there. You know, they're a subculture, but it's still a lot of people in the hardcore store wars. People love the stories. They can cherry pick their best stuff. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not against it. I, again, I'm, yeah. I'm in squarely in more camp. I think we've talked about this before. We had uh, about a hundred episodes ago. We did, if we, you know, if you could bring back something from, uh, from Legends, what would it be? Yeah, 
uh, I remember like Darth Bane. I mean, the the Bane trilogy would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Animated, so, like dark animated. Yeah. I don't know. So by that, you know, by your logic of like, yeah, we should totally bring back things from old can old canon and bring them back. You know, that's how we ended up with Valance. Just saying. Oh, well, <laughs> more on that soon. Yeah. Um, so this is kind of connected to, you know, Disney Plus bringing back some of these um, cartoons and other things. Right. Because I think they're also bringing back episodes of um, the Ewoks and the droids cartoons from the 80s, which. Yes. Weirdly, I missed. I never watched those as a kid, which is odd to me. And I don't I don't know the timing on those. I feel like I would have been the right age when those came out, but I just don't think I saw them for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. You probably weren't watching television live at that time. This is before anything on demand, right? So it was like Yeah, exactly. Well at 7 30 on Friday night, I better be watching cartoons or Yeah, I should actually check what it was up against because maybe I was watching like (laughs) G.I. Joe instead or something. But um the the other thing is that they are bringing back the uh, Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special as a standalone thing. Okay, so yeah, it's just going to be cut out of the holiday special. Yes. just going to re-air it. But it is that's the best part of the holiday special. It is, but you know what's really exciting about that? That means they have a digitized version of the holiday special. <laughs> Thank goodness. Thank yes, because eventually, like, and, and they're actually releasing elements of that now, because it was always like oh, yeah. the rumor was that Lucas said, like, part of Lucas's sales was that the holiday special would never be released. Like, there's always that rumor <laughs> that that was in the fine print. But this clearly huh. says so that's not true. So now it's it's in Disney's exactly. Alt there's a chance and oh, it's going to happen. And I can't forever. wait. But it's going to be like full HD. It's going to be great. Just what that movie needs. I really need to see us uh, itchy in HD. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, it does feel like there's a, a transmedia initiative to bring back a lot of this legends and the material as well as, you know, the holiday special and then and, and, and older yeah. kind of creations. Because uh, we're also getting black series figures of like some of the old legends characters. Yeah. Yeah. Hasbro's bringing back. You know Jackson from the Marvel comics. <laughs> this was uh, one of my news actually. Uh, bullets yeah, it was like yeah. Jackson Rabbit's getting a Black Series figure, which is you're getting, pretty good. You're getting uh, Luke from the the Heir to the Empire books, uh, I think, uh, or is it the Dark Empire comics? I'm not too sure. I think I think it's the Heir to the Empire books because it's with Thrawn and the the cloning and the the um, the Salamari creature. Yeah, that's the Heir to the Empire right. stuff. Yeah, You're getting Heir to the Empire, Luke. You're getting yeah. Carter Jacks from the Crimson Empire comics, yep. which I don't think anyone read, but... <laughs> uh, I did, but... Uh, yeah. 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 Um, but no, I'm all for this, because again, I think they've done... Again, as someone who's finishing up all of the legend stuff's possible, I'm, I'm halfway through the new Jedi Order books, guys. Um, I'm, I'm working my way through it and enjoying it. Like I, I'm okay with it, right? These are legends. Like the, you know, celebrate them. They're not canon. I'm fine with that. I'm really fine with them getting rid of the canon and then kind of coming back and cleaning stuff up and bringing stuff back. But that doesn't mean you ignore it, right? You can still celebrate it. There's still a market for those things. Just go to any Star Wars convention. There's a million Mara Jades walking around. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I'd be happy if they did canonize it. I mean, that'd be kind of fun. I think that would add to the. I don't know, the spectacle of it to be like, all right, this is now canon. And I, I don't know if Tartarovsky's Clone Wars is going to be that, but um, that would be it doesn't really matter again. But um, that would be really cool. Yes. So I know I'm beating a, a, a drum here, 
uh, with uh, the old um, the old uh, holiday special. But <laughs> no, swear, let's talk more about the holiday special. So in March, uh, yeah, in March, six it, months you know. from Life Day. Let's do well, that. You know, I, I love my holidays, so I tend to start celebrating early. We literally just took down our Christmas lights like three weeks ago. Um, our Christmas lights are going to be our Fourth of July lights. We're just holding that's on. That's the way to do it. Um, we were just there was one other holdout on our street, and we didn't want to be the last house. Uh, so, yeah, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. So they're releasing Kevin Scott, who we know from writing the amazing um, uh, uh Dude, he's doing the uh, the higher public yeah, comic. The higher public comic. I couldn't remember if he was doing. Yeah. He's doing the higher public. Yeah, for Marvel. Um, he's releasing the Life Day Treasury book, mm-hmm. uh, and there's some art in there. And he on Instagram today and probably on Twitter showed a picture of Lumpy, Itchy, Mala, and um. and Chewy, and said, "Yes, this is canon." <laughs> <laughs> so. That's official. We're getting all three of the Chewbacca or all four of the Chewbacca clan in canon story. Well, I think I think he is working on a book that's like the history of the holiday special or something like that. Just kind of a in-depth look at the the that storyline, maybe 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 canonizing the story and making it uh, uh, more cohesive. Right. Not like they're not. Yeah, they're not. Chewie's family. Exactly. They're not canonizing the the holiday special at all. That will never be canon. I thought it was canon. I thought that was part of it. (laughs) No. There'd be a lot more mascara in Star Wars if that was canon. Um, Elements. They've re-canonized elements of it, right? Like, But they haven't said any of these things are true. But it sounds like he's going to tell us there's going to be some original stories in that book as well. And and one of those is going to be featuring that family. So that family at least is going to be, you know, canonized, not not their appearance in holiday special, not not itchy watching porn in the middle of the of the <laughs> right. of the room. That's not canon. Room. we don't know what that was. Family. That was Cirque du Soleil, Adam. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. A little more. <laughs> I, like, I have seen like, Cirque du Soleil. Less than sir, Cirque that is not Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. It just occurred to me what a deadbeat father Chewbacca is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's real bad. I, and and I was wondering, I wonder if ditching Kylo or Ben Solo was Chewbacca's idea. If he's just like, dude, just give him. You're having problems with your kid, like, it's I just leave him at home. Yeah, <laughs> just ditch him somewhere. It's like oh, I can't saddle him with Leia. Be like, give him to Luke. Be yeah. fine. He'll be fine with Luke. I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. I think that would be a funny bit. Um, but you know, that's it. You guys are looking at me like, how dare you, no, I mean, Chewbacca? Yeah. To you defend it. Chewbacca. Well, it just makes me, I'm just yearning for more Ben Solo Chewbacca moments. Like, I feel like yeah. we were all shorted <laughs> that, that confrontation, that sort of emotional connection. Yeah. Like, I, I totally wanted the Chewy. I'm, I'm here for the Ben Solo Chewy, you know. Uh, they cut, that was a deleted scene. They had, I him know, I know. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough scene. To, you, I wouldn't want it to go down like that. Like a redeemed Ben with Chewie and then Chewie rips his arms off for like killing Han or something. Or like, <laughs> like it's a really heartfelt feeling before. And he's like, I forgive you. And then rips his arms off. Yeah. Uh, on board. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, that's a really fickle relationship to, to actually pull off on screen. I think it's like, it's Cujo. Tough. yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. 
Um, right on. Uh, okay, in other news, uh, Mina Mus- Masood, well, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, uh, actor, uh, posted a shirtless a picture of himself on Instagram uh, with the quote, hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you, which is a famous Ezra Bridger line from the Rebels animated series. Is this, wait, 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 wait. Is this the guy, so I feel bad because I have not Google who's this. Is this the guy who's on the show iZombie? That's not going to help. You guys had, you guys didn't watch iZombie. Yeah. So, so no maybe I should show. just Google who this. I watched all four seasons. It was actually quite okay. Um, <laughs> made by Rob Thomas, who made uh, Veronica Mars, one of the best uh, film noirs in history. Um, I, I I'm probably down. slaughtering his name, by the way. And you right. guys are no help. You never correct me. Well, Mina I... Masood. Uh, so yeah. I'm Googling. Yeah, I'm Googling iZombie to kind of work my way backwards here. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. So no, it doesn't look like he is. is. OK, because that guy, uh, Raul Coley, has been gaming the system, has been like just just doing fake tweets about being Ezra Bridger. Yes. Once. So okay. this is something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but this, this is an actor found, I think, by Guy Ritchie for the Aladdin film. I think in Aladdin, I think maybe oh. one of the first films that he did. All right. Um, but uh, uh, pretty good actor. Like I, I could see him in Star Wars. I don't know what role he'd play, but uh, Ezra. Oh, so he's hinting at Ezra. He's hinting, hinting at Ezra. Yeah. So he's an Egyptian actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks perfect uh, for yeah. the role. And um, yeah, giant. I'm trying to see. I don't see Aladdin on air, but I have this. This is great, right? I uh, grew up no, acting in, in 2011. Nikita and Combat Hospital were his first things. Hmm. Canadian Open Heart, Ordinary Days. Uh, uh, and he was Tarek Kasser and Jack Ryan. Uh, the TV show? Uh, oh, wait, no, no. 2019 played the titular character in Disney's uh, Aladdin. You're right. You're right. Sorry for that diversion. Yeah. I didn't um, see it in the filmography. Yeah, totally. Blame Wikipedia it was not very clear. I wonder what what sort of Ezra we're going to get if we do get Ezra. And then I'm still trepidatious about thinking well, he's ever okay. going to even enter the live action sphere. I don't know if we might we get Ezra. I, don't, I, I think Ahsoka was was kind of indulgent. I do love the characters from Rebels, but I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think it, we'd have to get a Hera and an Ezra, really. We'd have to really get all of them back in and really yeah. bring Which, the canon in a big way. I mean, we're going to we're gonna get Hera in the Rangers of the New Republic. I mean, you can mark it down in our predictions. Uh, I mean, that's my one line. That's yeah. my one line log line for, for Rangers. It's going to be it's going to be a Hera Syndulla show. I'm pretty sure um, for no reason whatsoever. And so you already have Ahsoka. You already have her looking for Thrawn. Like, I think Ezra is a pretty weirdly safe bet for what the Mandalorian gave yeah. us during Mandalorian season two, which is like, Hey, remember that character? Yeah. He's in my show now. That's like season two of the Mandalorian. Right. And then we're going to probably get Sabine Wren at some point too. It'd be oh, interesting 100%. if they put her in a different, if actually, if she was in the Mandalorian, that would be yeah. pretty cool. And then you have Ahsoka in the Ahsoka show and you've got Hera in the Rangers show. Uh, and then the team, they all come together and team up. That's what it is. Because you're going to have Ahsoka in her own show. You're going to have Hera in her own show. You're going to have Sabine in the Mandalorian. Right, Mandalorian. And so this this event that, that they've been promising us, right, this crossover event between these shows, is yeah. basically just going to be a Rebels reunion, live action Rebels reunion, which I am yeah. on board for. Yeah. 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 That would be fantastic. Again, 
watch Rebels if you haven't seen it. You will love it. Do you uh, get a ghost Freddie Prince Jr. playing um what's his name? Okay, uh Kanan. Caleb Dune, yeah. Kanan Garris. Yeah. Um, that'd be great, actually. I mean, if we got like some I don't know, if he was like hanging out with uh with Luke Skywalker and Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, this or- is where it's like, hey, give the people what they want. Like, give them legends. Like, there's no bigger give the pe- people what they want person other than John Favreau. Like, yeah, he's just like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to get yeah. all those people. And just put in a in the way show. that doesn't feel like shameless fan service, too. Like, he's really yeah. masterful at it. Yes, I am I, wondering I so. what, what role Thrawn will play. Does he have an armada? you know, to, uh, that he's commanding and is he going to, is he going to come back into the fray in a big way? And, and there's going to be a battle of some kind and will the rebels be needed to stop him or something, you know, like, yeah, I would assume he would like resume or be wrenching control of the chess ascendancy again. You know, yeah. I don't think he was cast out, right? He went on like a mission to infiltrate the galaxy, um, in the Thrawn novels. Right. Yeah, I think he's kind of he. he I think that's where he started, and is. But he wasn't like he wasn't like banished divided. from the ascendancy or anything. I don't think so. It's unclear. I think we're I think we're going to get more of that in in the next two books in that kind of prequel trilogy. Oh, series that's yeah. coming out. Yeah, ascendancy. Yeah, which I think the next one's coming out in a couple months. Um, great. That'll be yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I assume he's going to, I mean, he's most effective as a character when he's a tactician, um, with a armada behind him or at least a ship. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of creative ways as long as I, they, but it's control. interesting that wouldn't make waves in the galaxy and people wouldn't talk about it and say bloodlines or something like that. Like I try to think about like the entirety of well, the continuity and the context of what, where this is happening. But now you're running into what destroyed the old canon, right? Because because you want to free up the ability to storytell, and then you get those weird things. Because I, my thought with Thrawn is it's going to be him. Tr- it's going to be an heir to the Empire type thing where he's trying to reform the Shattered Empire. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're getting so much of that Shattered Empire stuff in The Mandalorian that Thrawn is going to come be this strong force that's going to pull people together. I love that, yeah. Adam. I love that. I like Imagine that if the, he's fighting against a final order for the remnants of the Shattered. Like they're trying to pull pieces off the board and collect them yeah. for their respective. Well, it's it's our like, alternative view to Cinder, right? Cinder is all is destructive and right. about dismantling everything and bringing as much pain as possible. And Thrawn's like, oh, this is this this order is only meant to spread pain and weaken whatever remnant is left behind, whereas whatever whoever is gaining power is far, far away yeah. from the galaxy at this point in the unknown regions. I'm going to come in, give these give these, uh, you know, the shattered empire uh, another choice here. They can actually regroup and we can actually it, it's it's team building. It's leadership. It's real leadership. It's not cinder. It's not it's not scorched. Yeah. Earth, well, maybe that is the a new true thing origin. to pass on to. Yeah, maybe the true origins of the final order actually is born out of Thrawn. Right? Like we know we know that the 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 emperor was dealing with this, but we don't know what the emperor is up to right now. Like my feeling is like the emperor is not around at this point. Like I my No, he's not corporeal. Yeah. Right, exactly. Like he's still he's they still have to get his essence and shove it into a clone at some point. He's bouncing around those messenger. Oh, I oh, I wish that <laughs> happened. I, oh, I really wanted that. Um, so that's my thought. And maybe like what happens is that because Thrawn is all about order, right? Like he's all about this. So it makes sense that he would call something 
the the order or the final maybe not the final order or something like that and then it gets we don't like because we also know that Favre someone said way back in season one that you will see the beginnings of the first order in the Mandalorian like I oh, need to go back and right. search that but we talked about that like two yeah two years yeah. ago we talked about that and and um and we've seen the hints of that right like in the second season so I wonder if the long game is Thrawn coming and Thrawn starting the idea of the first order that's then corrupted when the emperor returns. Right. For me, I think it might be more meaningful if it's disconnect, if he's disconnected and he's a different contingent of the shattered empire and he's maybe learning about the cloning and Mm. he's like, Oh, he's learning about Palpatine's plan. Maybe he's the one who is catching on to Palpatine's plan, the contingency plan and Cinder and ask and, and, and getting us further down that plot line of what's going on with the cloning at this stage in the storytelling. And then maybe he does his own, he has his own take on the dark science as we saw in some of the the empire books. Maybe he starts manipulating things. Maybe he starts taking advantage of whatever technology the emperor is, is, has been using, you know, around the time of his demise. Yeah. I like, I like both of those theories a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. with him affiliated somehow with the final order, um, or actually really the first order, I guess, creating that. Um, I, I would actually like him in an adversarial relationship against that, too. But I would also like it, and in my own headcanon before we had this this conversation, he was just going to be operating in the Chiss Ascendancy. Which and I also because, like. Yeah. Because he got, yeah, because he got blasted out there by Purgles with Ezra. And so I assume that's where Ezra is. And so really you have uh, the Ahsoka adventure takes us into the unknown regions and it's Ahsoka and the unknown regions um, where she's out of her element and trying to hunt down this general in the Chiss Ascendancy and her coming contact with the Chiss Ascendancy. And um, yeah, th- I don't know. It, just because then you have like, then you can do parallel storytelling and yeah. there's all these other battles and stuff that are happening simultaneous to the Skywalker saga. And it doesn't, you know, one doesn't really affect the other. Um, you could even, you know, I mean, Exegol's out there, right? So maybe, you know, this ties in with what you were talking about, Grant, where and, uh, and, he could, you know, be like, that's our territory or like, you know, trying to figure yeah. out what with Exegol. And do we know when Snoke comes into play? Because you might see that that proto Snoke that we saw in the Kylo Ren comic. You might see you might see his beginning in, in a weird way where it's like, yeah. and maybe his, he has, you know, his, his, uh, he, his aging is sped up or. Yeah. You know, I, you, I mean, yeah. You know what? I think, um, the Snoke thing, I just read this article and they were like, well, we know Palpatine had problems cloning himself and there was a bunch of misshapen, deformed clones. Oh, I guess that was probably referring to the clones we saw in Mandalorian, right. not Snoke. But it wouldn't surprise me if Snoke is just a messed up um, Palpatine clone. Right. Like, but at what point Palpatine. in the timeline do we think Snoke is a player on the board? Like, at what point? I, I think in that um, Kylo Ren oh, comic. But he knows him from. But somewhere. he's around before that Kylo Ren. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so that when was. When he what, on the board? You know what I mean? So that, that is when. I'm, yeah. That, I think. I think it's right around us. now, actually. Yeah. I think, I think so. Navy wise, yeah. it, it's right around now because. Yeah, I think right now uh, in 9 EBY, um, Ben Solo is five years old. 
Um, so is the stinger uh, to the end probably, of this whole this this big event this this cross series event is the stinger Snoke? Yeah, is that I think it is. Yeah, I, I think I think we're gonna get the Snoke card pulled at some point, and I think he's very much like yeah. a. I mean, I was gonna say he's very much like a Palpatine because you know he's a homunculus being controlled by Palpatine yeah. or not. <laughs> In my head, canon he is, but yeah. um, but my my thought is like he may be a player like Sidious was a player in the prequels, right? Like he's not a known entity. He's not known that he's on the board, but he's back there pulling strings. He's correct. Trying to corrupt Ben. He's trying to do other things. So I think we see him in a while, which is awesome because that means we might also get some other dark Jedi stuff going on, right? Like he may have other acolytes. Yeah. Though, and which would be super fun and necessary. Um, Cool. They're not going to shy away from the, from the sequel trilogy stuff. I don't think. Yeah. And so I think no, we're going to get... fortify it. If yeah, exactly. And 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 be able to do the depth and storytelling that they weren't able to do in a movie. I mean, that's that that's what's great about things like, I mean, yeah, we're talking on the day that Falcon and Winter Soldier just premiered um, and I won't ruin it for anyone. But like these are two characters that they've had literally more screen time in this one episode of one one show than they right. had in the entirety of the movies and i love these characters and you're able to do that kind of storytelling when you have tv and and i think that's great and i think that's what we're going to get is they're going to be able to fill in some of these holes and really make snoke more compelling i mean super compelling the way they told it but give him some background that's going to make him even more like when you then go watch the first two movies in the sequel trilogy is just being like getting all this this depth that's not necessarily there yeah we're seeing that happen in the comic books now where they're They're really stretching in Darth Vader and Star Wars. They're tying yeah. in Ochi of Bastoon and, you know, Poe Dameron. And um, yeah. they're all they're They're really, yeah, doing that. And it's it's I mean, it's a great plan. They've got 30 years to, to like you said, Grant, fortify the uh, the sequel trilogy with with all these great stories that will that will inform um, the every viewing you have of the movies in a different way. So pretty cool. Awesome. So we got some comics to talk about. Uh, The release schedule is a little wonky now that they're trying to get everything lined up for this War of the Bounty Hunters coming in a couple of months. But uh, we got two to talk about this week. We got Star Wars number 12 and Bounty Hunters number 10, I believe. Um, Why don't we start with Bounty Hunters for no particular reason at all? That sounds like a great idea. You know what? I'd love to talk about Bounty Hunters right now. This is Bounty Hunters number 10, The Terminus Gauntlet, part three, A Desperate Gambit. Uh, This is Ethan Sachs, uh, the writer, Paolo Valenelli, the artist, Arif Prianto, color, uh, and Travis Lanham is letterist, and uh, Dealis is the cover artist. Beautiful cover, by the way. Great work. Um, in this edition of Bounty Hunters, you get Violet Valance clinging to the side of a Star Destroyer. Apparently, he can just close his mouth and then, like, not mm. die in space, which is cool. Um, and we have uh, the convergence of him and Dengar and the Onaka gang uh, and a rebel rebel. Um <laughs> Trying to, uh, trying to, I don't know, come together and take over the ship for no apparent reason, and then everyone goes their separate ways. Valance gets away. Um, yeah, sorry, it's not the sexiest summary, but I don't know the gambit. I don't really understand. Um, 
what do you guys think about this? Uh, oh, by the way, um, I'm, <laughs> let's do this. Uh, in this issue, <laughs> one of us hasn't read this, but is going to talk like they have. <laughs> yeah. And um, you're going to have to reach out to us if you're listening to this on either uh, Discord or uh, Twitter or Instagram and tell us who was the person that didn't read Bounty Hunters this week. Um, all right, guys, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about this episode? I will 100% give you my feedback. But first, I want to mention the uh, Rebel Rebel. Uh, I want to call it the Rebel Rebel Mark because uh, <laughs> my wife and I used to go to 80s dance uh, parties all the time. And it would eventually devolve around uh, 12 midnight to just playing David Bowie songs on a loop. And that was my favorite thing. I used to play Rebel Rebel like seven times in an hour. And that's oh, that's great. It was fun. Sounds lovely. It's a good it sounds times. like a really fun time. That sounds very wholesome yeah. and cute. Now, this comic is fine. There was some bounty hunters. There was uh, Dengar, who, you know, not my favorite, but uh, they, uh, I did appreciate him wailing on Dengar. I will say if there's one thing that made me redeem this was uh, him actually hitting Dengar pretty uh, thoroughly. Dengar is just a traitorous rat at this point. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Onaka gang think they can trust him, betrays them, and then Valance has to just put him in his place at the end of the, the issue there. Um, it, it was pretty fun to see the Valance versus Dengar kind of brawl just for like a second. Um, but uh, got to say, shout out to Scrag. Any, any Star Wars story where there's a character named Scrag, uh, I'm there for. <laughs> that um huge fan of um the onaka gang and um do we know if they all got taken out in this issue did valance take them all out or are there still a few sticking around it looked like they all got cleansed I yeah think. They, <laughs> yeah they yeah i mean poor weak ways most of them got spaced i mean balance yeah. was just like and hey look so an balance goes full terminator in this issue do we want to yes talk about that? he looks so much like a terminator there's this one <laughs> splash page that's a full splash page yeah. with him with the onaka gang and i'm like it's just terminator like they have his yeah. eye glowing red i'm i'm anyway yeah i don't and i don't he, remember he him getting his face ripped also off. i think yeah. he's popped out of the shadows a few times and like snatches people and you're like oh balances straight up monster character yeah he had his yeah. face ripped no. off in this comic i'm like when did that happen but <laughs> yeah. it, it's an improvement i like him as like a face ripped off android it's yeah it's full terminator yeah. i think it's a lateral move at best um so <laughs> I, so i you know to comment on him clinging to the side of a star destroyer uh shout out to uh star wars minute uh, who's who are in the middle of the last jedi uh, and this week, they actually covered the scene where Princess Leia goes flying out into space. Um, and one of the guests, and I feel bad because I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't prepare this. So I don't have her name. Um, did some background about what would happen to a human if they did that, which is survivable. But one thing she did mention is if you open your eyes in space, basically what you do is you get dehydrated, like all the liquid that you're sweating gets pulled off your body. So if your eyes are open, which is the thing you shouldn't do, so so. Full. So, by the way, if you ever get sucked into space, two things. Evacuate all your breath so you don't have any air in your lungs. And make sure your eyes are closed because if not, your eyes will instantaneously dehydrate. Instantaneously, huh? Didn't Lawrence yeah. Fishburne teach us this in Event Horizon, Adam? Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> by the way, you should all pause this podcast. 
go watch Event Horizon and then come back and, we'll, and, and finish this podcast. Because if you haven't seen Event Horizon, you're missing everything that's important in life. Maybe not a family movie, though. But I don't know. This comic, I would argue. This comic yeah. gets pretty brutal. Um, but but also the action is kind of confusing in this comic. Like it seems like it should be really no, not violent, and then it's hunter. not violent. You're like, oh, he's not shooting the beam through the thing through the the, the Onaka gang members, you know, body or something. Like he's not he's not really hurting people. It looks like he's just knocking them out. He's kind of like a Batman figure. Isn't that kind oh, of the one of the issues with this comic, where it's just like part of me feels like it wants to be this like '90s action like like super metal and quotation mark comic. And I'm like, just do that. Right. Because if you just did that and go made full him a predator, yeah, go full predator, go full terminator, go full badass. <laughs> and it won't be my favorite comic. Cause I don't like those things, but I at least will respect it for what it is. Right. I agree. And we all, yeah. I mean, we all know you respect this comic for what it is, but they, um, you know, probably, but, yeah, it's just a really confusing because or so we know Valance is there because he is holding up his end of the bargain for the rebellion. Though I I don't know. I think was he there to like rescue Han people, Solo's involved somehow, right? Yeah, he he's doing it because Han Solo helped him for a reason, I guess. And right, then Dengar's the there for a, right. Yeah, Dengar's there for a person. He's like, oh, no, that's not money or anything. It's for we need a person that's there. But it's not clear who that person is. I guess is maybe one of the is it the twin. The what's her no, name? No, she. Are that's you? the side story happened again here. They have this parallel. But story. I'm, but, right. But I'm wondering if those are going to converge. I'm sure they will eventually. I think it might have been um, the commander Purpura um, who defect. He's the rebel rebel. The he's rebel. the yeah, yeah. yeah, the, yeah. the guy that um, essentially yeah. called them in. To, to get out of the rebellion because it was such, you know, hard or whatever, whiner. Um, and um, so maybe it was him, but they were, oh, yeah, it was because Dengar was like, we got to blow these people away. And then, you know, I, I don't even remember how but it was. It was also the, the ship or something like that. He took the ship and that's what they're all going after. Okay. It was just the ship, but it, it ended up ultimately getting taken by a cool rebel character. Um, Ruel, oh no! But there's also the toy, there's also the toy Gruden Shamel that was kind of drifting around in the background that I thought was going to be much more important than she was. Right. Um. Yeah. This this Android. Sorry. So I'm just sort of like waffling through this, but it, it the point is it's not clear. It's a lot of action, and uh, I think it's just one of those episodes where the motivations will be shown to you later on. Um. Just yeah. pay attention to the flashing, whatever. And uh, you'll be good. Um, but a lot of we get good. There's a lot of cool gadgets that um, that uh, Valance uses in this one. He's got actually got a shunt wire they can pull out, like you know R two D two can like shunt into the um, like star destroyers and stuff. He has one of those. It's just cool to see some tricks that yeah. he uses that aren't um, just his hand palm blasters. For uh, some reason, I found the the word shunt while describing balance upsetting and i don't know why but um yeah i agree something different to do which yeah. is great i will say for a comic called bounty hunters we actually get like four different bounty hunters oh. in an issue moment is yeah. stand out in this issue yeah. just cutting to the interior of their ship um, yeah 
and they're like, ah, prey is like they're, they're talking about their prey. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect. Like, I need this live action in the Mandalor in the Mandalorian at some point. Yeah. And um, Zuckus refers to Forlom as four L.O.M. Yeah, because like, like I've seen it and I was like, wait, what is that? And then I finally actually pronounced it instead of saying for long. Like I was like for alarm, but no, it's for L-O-M. You know, the urban legend surrounding that. I think we've talked about it before, but I feel like I, I feel like I mentioned every hundred episodes or so on. This well, then you're due. Let's. Uh, yeah. Start. So as some of us may know, uh, most of these characters got named by Kenner. <laughs> they were right. not named in. The movie and so kenner just did this and the first interesting thing is that forlom and zuckus were misidentified on the original packaging right so they've now fixed that but forlom the the lom apparently stands for love of money so it's <laughs> for the love of money <laughs> oh i like it the urban legend of how forlom got his name which i always i i I that's my headcanon. I want that to be true. Oh, that's great. That's a good bit. I like that a lot. I will that say also like explains why Zucka speaks in the third person if it was yeah. used to be. Yeah. Third we have a comic that is all this issue is all bounty hunters and all pirates. Yeah. Pretty much. I yeah. kind of like this issue, guys. Oh man. Now we know who didn't read it. <laughs> There's no way someone who read this issue just went, I kind of like this issue. Well, no, like, see, that's the only person that would like it would be someone who didn't read it. To start it off with Valentine like climbing in front of a nebula in the background. Like that's pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I think there's just cool ideas here, cool visuals. It's yeah. using balance oh. in a fun way. He becomes a horror monster halfway through. It's like the people in the, the Onaki gang starts disappearing. It's it's a fun, it's a fun issue. The, the thing, the sad fact of it is, is I think I need to take an hour and I need to read all 10 of yeah. these episodes again yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm just like so lost on the plot. Not that it's super important, but it's like, I don't know who like Tianga, I guess, is in this. And her twin was Tiangor and he Wait. was murdered by she blamed Lash, but now yeah, she's that trying was... to help Lash. Like, I don't know. Now she wants to avenge Lash. I don't get why. Everything seems to be building off the first four or six issues of this yeah. where there was that original flashback. And I feel like I'm, I'm with you. Like, I don't know if I need to go back and read all nine issues before this, but I definitely need to read the first arc again to get this because it's clearly like everything that's happening builds off of that. Yeah. But, but great. I want to agree. Like Villanelli's, uh, who's the artist, like his, like his visuals in this comic are awesome. Like, this is a great comic to look at. Like, there's so many amazing yeah, splash yeah. pages on this. And again, this is the time we say this every time. Ethan Sachs is not a slouch. Like, no. he has written some amazing comics. Like, I trust him with Star Wars. And I don't think he's doing anything wrong in these comics. I think he's just writing a character that I find uninteresting. And I don't know what you can do to make this character interesting. Because I think I just find... Yeah. like. It wouldn't be true if you made him interesting. It wouldn't be true to the character <laughs> in a weird way. Right. Right. Yeah. I blame Hidalgo for this. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but I just do. And, and it's like and it's just the whole concept. It's like, all right, we're going to do bounty hunters and we're going to use this avatar. That's, you know, a 90s superhero or whatever um, to go through all these bounty hunters. But I'd rather be it be like first person bounty hunter stories, you know, with our hero yeah. bounty hunters on their various adventures. Um I don't know. That's a me problem. That's not a, a Disney problem. That's a me problem. I that's the, I, I can't get everything I want. But um, I feel like I, I'm just Bosque, if you're going to make Bosque bounty hunters, be a pretty metal comic. Like if they yeah. want to do boss. Yeah, oh, I love it. It yeah. looks like he's coming like back next episode. Yeah, he's he's got a full 
page cover, right? I think is what yeah. we see at the very end. Yeah. But again, covers lie. Yeah. But it's like what we get is like we're we're literally getting repeats of um the the Shadow Wing comic. Yeah. And um, it's weird. Like, I mean, scene for scene, there's like a page that was pulled out of that the other one again. They did it last week. They did it this week too with like Han Solo, and it's like flashing direct flashback to earlier comics with those Tie Fighter comics. So, um, it's wild. It's I mean, hey, it's pretty cool. It's fun and and wacky and different. Um, and uh, but yeah, it's it's a head scratcher. Um, all right. Well, that's that's good for that. Why don't we uh, move along to, uh, what is it, Star Wars 11? Uh, 12. 12. 12. Star Wars 12, uh, written by Charles Sewell, um, penciled by uh, Ramon Razonas. Letter is Clayton Cowles. Colorist is Rachel Rosenberg. Cover artist is Carlo uh, Pagulayan. And it's an incredible cover. It's kind of just chewing. Uh, Han jumping away from a massive explosion that you learn all about in this issue. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just a short summary of the issue is kind of while we're staging uh, a rescue of Starlight Squadron, Kess Dameron recounts how he met his wife, Shara Bay, opening the door for Leia to reminisce about her lost love, Han Solo, and his dedication to her rebellion. Um, that's kind of uh, a short summary. Good summary. And, yeah, uh, good summary. Yeah. I absolutely loved the Kestamron flashback to meeting Shara Bay. Like, that was so well done. Um, Such a fun, uh, just quick flashback and fun uh, meet-cute of these characters. It was just really, really well done. I love that we got a flashback episode. I I didn't see that coming at all. And then, and and the way that they framed it in that iconic location on um, that medical frigate uh, is really cool i i mean they they managed to play on all the notes of you know that period of you know post empire strikes back and then also move the story forward forward and backward there you know we get a flash you know a flashback that ultimately calls on times that are going to come later and then like a an ot flashback um that was that was great as well another story of han solo and chewbacca that we never heard that was classic I guess yeah. this is, that's how they finally tie in Han Solo in a you know in an arc where Han Solo isn't in. Yeah. They, like they're like we can allow ourselves a flashback. Yeah, yeah. I I just I sometimes I love um, in TV shows you have this kind of like it's almost like a breaking of the tension episode, right? Like where you have this really you have this arc going, and then you just need something to break it up. And like I. The second I saw that they were doing this, like when when Kess and Leia met up and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. And Kess is just like, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm like, oh, we're just going to get like, no, they're not going to move the plot forward at all, really. And it's just going to be fun. I'm like, I, we just need this, right? Because the last yeah. couple of issues of this book have been so good, but really heavy, right? Like really the last heavy. issue yeah. with like Lando and Lobot and like it was really great. It was an amazing issue, but it was also yeah. really heavy. And just to have this like, oh, you know, let's just tell some light stories about that are really meaningful though, because it makes sense. Like, I never thought about the connection between Kess and Leia, right? This idea of like, as you put it, like both of them telling stories about their lost love, right? It's just yeah. amazing. Like they're both going right. through the same thing. And yeah. it was really well done. Yeah. 
Yeah. And again, loving the, we get a flashback to the, I love you. I know scene. And yeah, but this time Leia says, I know, I know. And it, yeah. it was just such a beautiful moment that she's recounting that moment. And then she's saying, I know thinking of Han just kind of to, you know, and, and talking to herself just on the frigate. Uh, that was a really, really fun moment. Um, Cool to see that there's there's a thing called crest racing and it's kind of yeah. thing on the, the um the, the pod racing in on crate in the last Jedi it's riffing on that sort yeah. of like they have mm. those dorsal totally fans, those kind of rudders that they yeah navigate sand oils yeah 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 exactly that was really cool to see that Cherubay was a crest racer uh in the past yeah. and there's a scene where Kess shows Leia. Uh, hollow of Poe as a toddler. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like there was this moment where I was just reading this and I got really choked up. And it's probably because I have a nine month old at home. But it was also because I'm like, this is the person she, for all intents and purposes, hands the rebellion over to at the yeah. end of episode nine. Right. Like she basically knows she's gone and she's giving the rebellion to this person. So it's amazing just seeing this, like, this, like, seeing just this amazing moment of like, you don't know who, how important this person's going to be to the fight and to you in 35 years or so right yeah laying some really solid bricks underneath the sequel trilogy here and um yeah i love that moment as well chubby baby poe uh poe dameron yeah um yeah well a beautiful disaster maybe he's been a handful since the day he was born (laughs) right like that is that's poe to a t yeah definitely uh Lives up to that for sure. Um, what do we what think do we, about the the Echo base and the reactor meltdown and, and all the Han Chewy stuff in this? Did we do we like that or was that a little too much? Like it, it felt like a lot of story to crack. Uh, both. <laughs> Is that yeah. like I always yeah, like Han and Chewie. it's great when the soldiers like how's your day and Han's like it's cold it's a cold day yeah. <laughs> Great writing, obviously. Uh, Charles still just crushing it, but it just—it just felt like a lot of plot. I was yeah. not expecting this dire situation to suddenly yeah. break out, right? Like it felt felt a little a little ham-fisted, but I mean, I'll take it. We we like as you know, Ben, as you said, we've gotten so little for obvious reasons. Han Solo in the Star Wars current Star Wars series, so I'll take a Han Solo adventure in the middle of this. But yes, I agree. It felt a little like, oh, okay, this is happening now. I did like when he said like this, he's like, I'm not going to make the like, let the Falcon become an animal pen or like a pen for animals. Or yeah. something. And I was like, and then it, what, what happens is we, we know as the audience, like porgs eventually take over yep. the Falcon. Oh, right, right. I was thinking about, yeah, I was, I was just thinking about how upset he would be with what had become of the Falcon. But he was also a nerf herder. Remember he had the nerfs on there in an earlier comic too. I think that's just like a running game. Oh, right. Like, listen, yeah. Livestock is not my thing, but I love that you're right that like the the porg infest infestation. Yeah, that didn't I didn't get that when I read it, but that's solid. Ben, we also get a cameo by one of your favorites. Oh yes, yeah, nine nub. Yeah, he was. I was like, of course he's jumping into the pilot seat. Like that's who. That's who. You know, you should lean on there. Nine <laughs> nub, man. He's like, I got this. Let me let me take over the Falcon for a second. Yeah, it kind of cool. That's crave. probably the. That's probably the first documented yeah. uh, time that he sat in the, the pilot seat and probably why he was there with uh, with uh, Lando. 
Yeah, but in we the, get this moment of just um, Leia and I Nub in the Millennium Falcon. I'm like, oh, I want that unwritten, unwritten history, right? Yeah. Um, I, I have just, uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier, I'm working my way through the new Jedi Order books. And spoiler alert to a book that's 20-something years old and is no longer canon. <laughs> but Chewie dies at the beginning of the new Jedi Order series. Yeah. And you get like six books of Han just being a, like just a mess because of it, which is just annoying. Not like he should obviously feel that way, but man, it takes a while for that to work its way out in this thing. Um, I got to walk with. Oh, God, I know. And then you get Dura, uh, Dermis or whatever his name. Anyway, but the point is there's a the, the book I'm in now, I'm enjoying it because he's kind of reunited with Leia a little bit and Leia is his new co- co-pilot. And there's this just, it just warmed my heart to think of that. I'm yeah. just like, it's written so well in those books. And so just to see that just was great of like, the Millennium Falcon is Han's ship, but it's to me, it's more about a pilot and a co-pilot in a lot of ways. And I feel like we need yeah. more stories of the Millennium Falcon with different pilots and co-pilots. Cause one of the things I love in solo is just watching, um, is watching Lando and, um, Oh, I can't think of the droid's name. I'm suddenly L three. Yeah. L three, like watching them as pilot and co-pilot. Like that is yeah. that to me. And then watching Lando and, um, and nine up. Like I just, it, to me, it's always stories of pilots and co-pilots. That's what I yeah. want of Millennium Falcon stories. Well, I think in, in one of those, I think it was the cross-section book or something, but Han made a special room for Leia on the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And I forget why they do that. Like if it was like another closet or it was like an office or like a, a full shower or something. But like he, he, um, he built, there was like a modification. So there was a time when the two of them just took off in the Millennium Falcon and gallivanted around the galaxy. Yeah. It was probably a short time, yeah. uh, but that happened, and that would be a great story, too. Oh, yeah. While I was reading this issue, I was wondering why they couldn't just turn on the Falcon and, and turn on the heaters, like, in the Falcon, just, like, warm everyone up. Well, that's what they were doing, but then it was going to explode, so they were going to... Yeah. I mean, Re- I think Re- it was that they have so much gear and so much, like, livestock and all this stuff. I mean, honestly, the Tauntauns should be okay outside, but whatever. Um, I, I think they, you know, they, they couldn't live like that. But everyone's wearing their coats in the Falcon. I was like, couldn't they just like dress down? Isn't it warmer in the Falcon? You just keep it on. And then perhaps it was cool that there was a shout out to certain point of view, uh, in the, the kind of early chapters with the Wampas yeah. and, and yeah. when they talk about how, you know, we use the, the, we, we had we barely had the resources to like carve these caverns. Like it was like <laughs> yeah, a yep. shout out to the actual, you know, short stories that we read not so long ago about the rebels, you know, having carved out those caves. It's just it's fun that they're building out the mythos and fortifying the mythos like we talked about and kind of um just doubling down on, on things that are being established slowly. Yeah, but so, but in a yeah, but in a playful way. Yeah. Right where they're not uh, they're not afraid to take like kind of leaps and just like I feel like their thing is just like, yeah, just do it. And if we need to retcon it later, we'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, yeah, hey, we'll figure it out. Just do it. It's a good story. Like, I feel like that's yeah. their big thing where it's just worth telling. We'll figure it out later. Indeed. Um, well, all right. Anything any other wrap up notes you want to do on uh, this episode or you're feeling pretty good? I love the idea of someone being on a star destroyer and then like hiding in the oh, ventilation shafts. Yes. Yeah. That. Yes. 
That's the kind of yeah. thing I want to see right before I go to bed. And I'm imagining my cozy little like <laughs> place on a Star Destroyer that I just, you know, you're totally protected. Just no one's scurrying around at night to like gather food and then like going back to your duct. Yeah. yeah. And I there's like I'm replacing the panel and like hiding. And yeah. in that thing, there's tons of like scraps of K2 droids. Yeah. K2 droids. Yeah. There's and some, like uh, loose like stormtrooper helmets. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so this is Shara Bay. She's hiding out on a Star Destroyer um, and, and is able to communicate uh, with the team. And we'll find out what she communicated in the next uh, issue, in issue 13. But yes, um, yeah, it's which, cool. Let's talk about the cover for issue 13. <laughs> there is a lot going on. First of all, the first thing I want to say is this is the most 70s Marvel Comics Star Wars cover they've done yet. <laughs> like, there's something about this cover where it looks like it's from like the 1970s Star oh, this Wars. Is awesome. Oh, we got, I love that attire for Luke, by the right? way. Right? We got like shirt and the brown yeah. pants. It's like yeah. mi- mismatched kind of Empire it's and uh, totally 70s. Oh, yeah. He's got his yellow lightsaber. And oh. like, so I was just looking at that and then I kept looking at, oh, there's this weird droid in the in the bottom right. That looks like something out like Metropolis almost. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, awesome. You got a Gamoran on the on the other side of R two D two and C three PO, right? And then you just have Boba Dude, Fett. This is Nar Shaddaa. Giant, it's yeah, it's Nar Shaddaa, right? Like it has to be Nar Shaddaa. Like it's it's this this cover is like where's Boba Fett? Oh, in uh, the hunt for Han Solo, of course. It's yeah. On Nar Shaddaa. Look under. Uh, oh, look I see on the view issue. screen. <laughs> like on the view screen, there's a on giant the giant screen. Boba oh, wow. head. So, I have been suckered. Now Huda, I don't know. It's one of the. Yeah, it might be Narshada. It might be the Golden Jewel, or it might be Now Huda. But it's it's got to be one or the other. But like, <laughs> all I know is that I feel like I'm gonna get suckered. I know it. I know I'm gonna <laughs> get disappointed. But man, do I want all of this they better give me all of this doesn't have to happen in one scene but there better be something to do with boba fett there better be that weird metropolis droid we better get luke in that outfit with a yellow lightsaber and we better get a uh gamoran in there and if we do i'm okay but if you don't give me all that i'm gonna yell i'm gonna write there's a whole thing at the very bottom about i can write them a letter and all i'd say is okay to print and i think i'm gonna write it if they don't give me all these things (laughs) dear sirs yeah Stop it. Yeah. Yeah, he's got his, like, pants from Empire Strikes Back and his shirt from Return of the Jedi, which is appropriate. Maybe a little too on the nose. It's Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But I'm just... I want that Ashton figure, though. Like, I want yeah, that... Yeah, I want that. Luke. Yeah. I mean, by the way, this this is also <laughs> the back of a comic where the con- the cover of this comic also immediately lied to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So there's a giant explosion that Han and Chewie are running away from an Echo Base. There's like I mean, a medium. Technically, ex- it happened. I mean, well, the reactor does that- explode, and they do. Yeah, run. but the explosion's like a medium explosion, and they're not running for their life. <laughs> like, it's, right. it's okay. It didn't lie. It exaggerated. Right. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Ever exaggerated. I'll give it that. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Now you're just making me think about all the ways Luke is going to get involved with this hunt for Boba Fett and yeah. the the Carbonite, you know, for Han and Carbonite. I mean, and I just don't think Luke can can 
cross paths with Boba Fett. I feel like he has to be waylaid or stymied by some other character. Isn't uh, Lando on the trail of Boba Fett right now? Yeah, he's currently in contact with uh, um, the Huts or the Huts. Uh, what's, what's his name? The one who got killed at the end of the yeah, right. The Twi'lek. Um... Wait, what if you replace Mara Jade with Kira, but she's older and she's like, yes, sure. So basically love and it. Kira comes back in because it's all on solo. So why not bring Kira back in in a big way? But then you have a romance between Kira and Mara Jade and Luke, and then you have this reverse love try. Ooh, let's write this. Let's write this because then you have Han, who's happily with like, yeah, like, oh, this is such good. (laughs) That's a great call. It's a call of the night right there. Yeah, that'd be a great way to rope her back in. And then because like maybe she's force sensitive. I don't know. Well, or she maybe she just knows that he... that's what's cool. Is she can yeah. fight Luke with the sword versus the blade, or she can have a vibro sword or something. I mean, if she's an apprentice to Darth Maul or was, maybe she's got Darth Maul's old lightsaber or one of her own or something. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna, thank you. <laughs> yes. I was listening to every word you were saying, it just popped in my head. Oh <laughs> uh, no, that's appropriate. Um, yeah, actually, I, I want to see this now, but I do yeah. feel like I, I want Kira, if she's going to be Mara Jade, I at least want her to be wield a lightsaber. Um, I wouldn't hate if she sure. was sensitive. Yeah, I think she totally could. And I think it would purple work. Purple one or purple yeah. or red or something. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun. All right. There for that. Any other uh, things going on? There was a lot of like rumors and rumblings and, and weirdness out there, but I just uh, hit the ones that I felt were most appropriate and solidified um and proven uh to go with today um that's good times um i'm glad that we spent good uh good chunk of time on two comics rather than slightly less time on four which we do um it's nice to always flip it around um next week i know actually we're not going to get high republic next week are we the comic next week uh, number... is dr afro number eight i think so okay yeah, so we'll maybe on to that. Oh, you yeah. want to cover it? I guess might want to. Variant I'm, cover of Sonastaros and her ship. Um, I'm blanking on the name. It has a great name, but um, yep, I got nothing. Great. It was uh, there and then it's gone. Yeah, sorry. There's just too much Star Wars knowledge in my brain. Yeah, um, I can see it, but it's it's like Razor Wing or not Broken Wing or yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. There. I might. Yeah. I mean, it'd be it might be nice to just do a one yeah, bang. I like that. Um, you know me, I'm all about the get, comics. Yeah, because it's all leading up to the convergence point here with um, War of the Bounty Hunters. Yeah. And um, that'll be a fun event. Uh, I can't wait for that. So I feel like we should just sort of take them as a, as they come. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, hopefully um, we'll get some new uh, information in there. Uh, if we get a good idea in the meantime, we'll put it up on Discord and uh, tell you about it. Um, and as always, you know, send us questions, comments, um, ideas. Um, whatever you want to um, hear us yammer on about. Um, and yeah, we'll be stoked on it. So uh, thanks very much for listening to us this week. We really appreciate it. Uh, hope to talk to you next week. And uh, may the Force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Always. <laughs>